Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We need to know who our enemy is. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 says, Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. You know what the problem is in the church? Is that the church is ignorant of his devices. We're told in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, Lest Satan should take advantage of us, And the reason why he can't take advantage of us is because we're not ignorant of his devices. But in the church, most Christians are very ignorant of his devices. There are people, there are Christians sitting at home today. There are churches that are closed today because of the devices of the enemy. You have the government come in and tell you to close down your church. In Florida, nobody even mandated it to close. People close voluntarily. They're closed right now voluntarily. And they still think it's because of a virus. They must not read the same headlines that I read. Because what's been ushered into our country as a result of the coronavirus is a democratic Senate house and presidency and there's many many Christians sitting at home right now with their masks on their face after their 12th bath and alcohol gel sitting at home right now believing that they are righteous and they can't see it because they don't know the enemy they think the enemy's going to come hey it's Satan here at the front door And we're just, you know, there's Satan's here, so we know not to open the door. The enemy comes disguised as an angel of light. You know what that means? It's deep and theological. You ready? He comes disguised as an angel of light. So he's disguised as an angel of light. You know, here, you know what we want you to do is partner with all the experts in the world today. Shut down your churches. Let me just tell you if, you, if you went to a church or you are going to a church that closed, you're at the wrong building. You're at the wrong church, and it's the wrong pastor. Now, I don't care if you have to compromise and come here now. If that church closed, they didn't know the Bible to begin with. And like, Tom, how much longer are you going to talk about coronavirus? Until it stops dominating the United States of America? I love how people always say the coronavirus has crashed the economy. Crashed the economy? How did the coronavirus crash the economy? Politicians and health department directors crashed the economy. It started with, though, capitulating, collaborating pastors. It's the truth. This is why the pastors, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1, will be judged more strictly. What are you thinking? You couldn't see this coming? 
And what, what I marvel at now is with all the rhetoric out there about common passes and green passes, a Republican legislator came out three days ago and said that your additional $1,400 to make up, make up the $2,000 they're going to send you in your bank accounts, those four that your additional $1,400 will be, he wants it to be legislated that it's attached to you taking the vaccine. But what I marvel is, I know I'm preaching to the choir for the most part. There's some shocked people in here. You should see the faces that I see. I thought this was like my old church. Nope. If this church shocks you, you're at the wrong one. But what amazes me is that that doesn't wake up Christians. Do you ever read your Bible? Do you ever read Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18? And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to take a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. And that no one may buy or sell except him who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Do you never read that? And all of a sudden you're seeing things attached to you taking a vaccine. You see them coming out and saying, you will not be able to travel without your vaccine paperwork or your green pass or your common pass. I can't believe it doesn't shake the American evangelical movement to the core. When, and, and as a result, a mighty revival breaks out, but it doesn't. Because they're ignorant of the devil's devices. They're being destroyed for lack of knowledge, lack of discernment. As soon as Corona came out, I'm like, I smell it. You stink. You like sulfur, hellfire and brimstone. That's what you smell like. How did the Christian church not see it? I'm no rocket scientist. I pushed around a police car for 25 years. You don't have to be a genius to do that. They weren't recruiting me at NASA. They weren't. You should see my SAT scores. In my GPA in high school and college. I was not recruited. But I could see it. Lest Satan should take advantage of us. Well, you know, it doesn't hurt you to put a mask on. It only costs you like $2. That's what you're going to go to hell for? Tom, it's not a sin to wear a mask. No, it's just stupid. And all you're doing... All you're doing is opening up the door to the enemy. How much longer are you going to talk about? I don't know. We got Biden now. You want me to shut up about it? It's the only reason why the guy's elected is election fraud via coronavirus. Because everybody was too scared to go in and vote. That's what they say. It's all just tactics. 353 counties in the United States. Look at me. 353 counties. Almost as many counties as days in the year. Twice as many people voted in those counties as eligible voters. Nobody cares. That should rivet the church. Church says nothing. Well, you know, we want to, you know, we want to be above the fray. What? Who told you that? Who preached that heresy to you? Who, who preached to you that you're not supposed to be strong and mighty? Who preached to you that you're not supposed to preach the truth? Know this, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. 
Sounds like, Tom, you're mad about Biden being sworn in this week. I couldn't care less. It's, it, listen, for me, it's all good news. Because I, I, I didn't trust in Trump to begin with. I love Trump. I hope he runs again. I'll vote for him again. He's pro-life. He's not only pro-life. He's not like the rest of the Republicans who say they're this and they say they're that and they're in power to do something and do nothing. Wait till they're out of power and start saying, man, I really want to concentrate on this now when they know they can't do anything about it. Trump put his money where his mouth was. Defunded Planned Parenthood, defunded uh, abortions around the world, which was all reinstituted two days ago. You know, you're really committed to vacuuming out a bloody baby piece by bloody piece when you got to reinstitute American funding for abortion worldwide. You are very committed to watching little hands go like this as you suck them out of the womb. You really got to be committed to the devil to do that. Congratulations, Democratic Party, and mainly congratulations to the church in America because if you never would have closed, we would have never had an election like that. Judgment begins at the house of God. This bothers you, then the word of God is bothering you. Well, it's your tone, Tom. Who are you to judge my tone? The Bible's the Bible. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17. Judgment begins at the house of the Lord. If it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Judgment begins with us first. Doesn't even begin with Satan first. It begins with us first. Now, listen, for me, it's all great. It exposes the enemy within. I already knew about the demon rats. I got them. It exposes the frauds inside the Republican Party. It exposes the frauds inside the church. Well, that's our president now. We need to support him. Never. I will never refer to that man as president. Never. And it's not because I'm mad. I'm not mad at all. I promise you, I would tell you. I'm a pretty transparent person. I would tell you that I'm fuming. I'm not. I'm not fuming at all. I called Barack Obama president. Bill Clinton president. George W. Bush president. Jimmy Carter president. No problem. They won. Fair and square. That did not happen here. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to esteem somebody who wants something through fraud and claim that to be an attribute on my part. Makes me as much a liar as the person sitting in the Oval Office. And you're like, why? Is it really a Republican Democrat? No, it's got, I'm going to tell you where it starts with me. You slaughter the unborn, I'm against you. I choose sides. And I'm not casual about it. I'm not overly cordial about it either. If you think that I would have a really cordial discussion with Kamala Harris about abortion, you've lost your mind. I'll look her in her eye and I'll call her the demon that she is. Listen, you want to kill 60 million babies a year and we talk about coronavirus? Coronavirus? You say you're for life? Well, we'll do anything to save a life. You really? You butcher the unborn at 60 million a year. And you're upset about a 0.1 post-infection death rate? 
Pastors won't even preach about abortion because it might affect their offering and their count. But man, they'll close their church for a virus. Ignorant of the devil's devices. I just don't get it. I don't get how the church just doesn't suddenly wake up. You know why? I'll tell you why. I haven't gotten to the message yet. It'll still be the same time. The reason why is because a lot of them weren't Christians to begin with. I'm telling you flat out, you listen to the altar calls today. How are they saved? All right, who wants to uh, start have a fresh start today? Um, what were some of the ones that I saw for Easter Sundays? What were some of those? Fresh starts and, and new beginnings. We had, we had 47 fresh starts. What does that even mean? You had a fresh start at what? I thought you were supposed to be converted, born again, saved. See, I didn't get conned into becoming a Christian. I wasn't eased into being a Christian. I wasn't marinated into being a Christian. I went flat out. I was raised Catholic. I went from Catholic Church to Inglewood Church of God. Flat out. I had no idea what was going on there. I sat, I mean, literally, for everybody at Inglewood Church of God, it was normal. For me, I'm like, what is going on in here? What is this wild music they're playing? It's just a lady on a piano. But for me, it was wild. (laughs) Somebody burst out speaking in tongues. I leaned over to my friend who brought me, and I said, why is that lady speaking in Spanish? (laughs) And I did not hablo espanol. I just thought she was speaking Spanish. Nobody eased me into anything. That pastor was like the old school Pentecostal pastor. He was just Bible thumping, yelling, a lot of ta's and all that ta, yeah, ta behind everything. <laughs> I was used to, you know, Catholic church, you know, stand up, sit down, fight, 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 you know. Jesus to the left, Jesus to the right, stand up, sit down, fight, 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 done. That was it. Nobody eased me into anything. The next church I went to was Venice Assembly of God in the middle of a revival. Nobody eased me into anything. Nowadays, what are you doing? You're telling people to have a fresh start and a new beginning? What are you even, they've laid it out to me. Do you want to be saved? Do you want to be born again? Do you want to turn from your sin? It's a yes or no. Narrows the way if you find it. What they're trying to do is make it a broad way. I mean, you ever read the verses coming out of Matthew 7, 13 and 14? Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Do you ever wonder why the biggest street in New York is named Broadway? It's demonic. I'm telling you, it's demonic, but nobody sees it. 
I want to be a part of it. <laughs> New York, New York. Ignorant of his devices. I, I, I promise you this. I did not spend one minute this week depressed about Joe Biden. Not one minute. I didn't watch Trump flying off to Mar-a-Lago. Nothing. And some of you can't say that. Go ahead, cry. If you want to have your day, have your day. I don't care. I'm not going to waste a day. Donald Trump's not calling me anyway. We do not know each other. Hey, Tom, what do you think about me leaving? He's not calling me. He doesn't care. For me, it all comes down to the Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Know your enemy. Second, then 2 Corinthians 2, 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. So we're going to triumph no matter what, unless you believe differently. If you don't believe the Bible, then you won't triumph. Well, you know, the devil's just all over our finances. I've never met somebody who says that who tithes. Never. Just like I've never had to counsel a couple who prays. Ever. I've never counseled anybody who's depressed that prays and studies the word of God. Ever. Ever. You can believe differently if you want, and you can spend the rest of your life in defeat. You can spend the rest of your life going from relationship to relationship to one answer after the other. You can try it all you want. It will never work. But in Christ, you are always called to triumph. But what does that mean? Because that's too vague. It means if you stand in the word of God. Jeff was talking about it this morning when it comes to healing. Where do you stand? Well, I believe God can heal, but I don't know if he will. That's not the Bible. That's Calvinism. Why are you you preaching Calvinism? Why would any church be named after a person to begin with? What do you believe as far as healing is concerned? Well, you know, what I saw in the past. That's that's not the Bible. Oh, let's see. Where's that at? First Numbnuts chapter (laughs) 4. He's got that. (laughs) That's funny. See, you need to be laughing. Doesn't matter. Honestly, it doesn't. I'm not saying this as some sort of catharsis for myself. Now, Tom, we know how political you are. I'm really. I'm. All I do is point out what I think is wrong and stupid. Because I can't bear it. I can't stand stupid. I can, I can, I'd rather immoral than stupid. I don't know why. I'm not saying one's over the other. I'm just telling you. Most people who are immoral, including me, when I've been in immorality in my life, I knew I was immoral. But stupid, the sad thing about stupid is they don't know they're stupid. <laughs> and none of it, I didn't spend one second of this week bothered. Other people did. Even Tommy comes up to me, oh my gosh, did you see this? Did you do that? I'm like, good news. It's great news. I love to expose the enemy. I love it. All the soccer moms now. Still have not got to the message. 
All the soccer moms that have spent, I mean, I'm talking about literal soccer moms right now, that have spent all of their life, decades, or a decade, on their daughter, driving them all over kingdom come, and because mom likes to support the slaughter of the unborn, voted for Joe Biden. Well, now he just destroyed your daughter's soccer career. It's over. I'll give you my philosophy on this. This is all free. Message starts in a couple minutes. I'm not going to keep any more time. I'll squeeze in as much as I can. So if men are now allowed to compete and be in the locker room and shower with your daughter, it's Democrat way. No, no, you must comply. Um, good luck any guy that ends up in a bathroom with a girl here. I'll pound you to death. I'm not kidding. That's why you don't take government PPP money. Because that's what they're going to, all these state churches now, that's what you are. Took a million dollars, two million dollars to make payroll over the last 10 months. They own you now. And they're going to tell you to have transgender bathrooms. And don't, don't you doubt it. Lo and behold, look what happened. You capitulated to COVID. Close your churches. Foundation Church, we didn't just, what's it, three, double, triple, quadruple, quintupled all of our money, but everybody else goes under. So you caved, you caved to COVID, had to take all the PPE money, have Joe Biden elected, and now he's going to come and tell you who gets to go in your bathrooms. So back to soccer mom. Spend all this energy to bring your daughter to a volleyball, soccer, whatever scholarship. How's that going to work now? Do you ever think about it? So if your daughter now has to compete against men, and men are considered women, then who are colleges going to recruit as their female athletes? I put this on the podcast last night. Take Florida versus Florida State. And you've got a women's soccer team. On each one, right? And they're recruiting people. Florida does recruits transgender females. What's a transgender female? That's a guy pretending to be a girl. So here you go. So they, Florida says, you know, we're going we're gonna to recruit all transgender females. Florida State doesn't. They recruit biological females as a matter of principle. The coach from Florida State will get fired because he's going to lose every game. Oh, Tom, you're a male chauvinist. Listen, you're, a, you're an absolute idiotic moron if you honestly believe that's an equal playing field between men and women when it comes to physicality i have no problem this will bother some of you i have no problem with a woman doctor i have no problem with a woman president i have no problem with any of that i don't if marjorie taylor green or lauren bobart ran for president i'd vote for him right now Right now, I endorse him from the pulpit. And no problem with that. But listen, if I need somebody to drag me out of a fire, I want Rocky. I'm sorry, ladies. Hey, Rock, stand up for me. Just stand up. That's what I want. You don't look like that. He's one of the few people in this room that could actually drag my fat body from point A to point B to begin with. What are you going to do? 
We'll see you in heaven, Tom. Enjoy the fuego till you get there. Don't worry, Tom. It's only fire on earth for you. Be in heaven in a minute. Thank you. I'm sorry if that bothers you, ladies, but it's just a fact. Listen, you have gifts that men don't have. Men have gifts that you don't have. Listen, my wife can multitask. I cannot. Don't, don't try to talk to me when I'm talking. One, if I'm having a conversation with somebody else, you'll get the evil eye from me if you come up and interrupt. Because I can't do two things at once. My wife can. She's on the phone and I'm talking to her. If she tries to talk to me while I'm on the phone, I'm like... I'm on the phone. Large fry, large fry. It's a ranch, ranch, yeah. <laughs> She's fine. I can't do that. She marvels that I can't. I marvel that she can. We have different gifts. She can go all day. She never needs a rest. I go in spurts. Spurt, rest. Spurt, rest. Everybody has different gifts. But you see what happens when you're ignorant of his devices. You end up destroying yourself. And just wait, pastors, until they come. And they knock on your door and they tell you, you know what, we have decided. What are you, $600,000, $700,000 in the hold of the government? That's fine. No problem at all. You can make payments. But we own the church and make sure that you put the uh, whatever symbol on the door that means transgender on all your bathrooms. Don't think it's not coming. Romans chapter 16, verse 20. This is what will happen to the enemy if you believe this. If you believe the state churches or you believe the government, it won't. If you don't believe the Bible, it won't. But this is what will happen if you believe the word of God. It's Romans 16, 20. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Amen. But in order for this to happen, you have to know the enemy. You have to know his traits. And you have to be able to spot those traits. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14. But solid food is for the mature. For the mature who by constant use have trained themselves, trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Now let's look at these traits together. I hesitate to preach about the devil. I really do, because what happens is, is that every Christian will then spot a demon around every corner and blame all their troubles on demons. Let me make this clear to you. I'm going to do this briefer than I did in the first service. Most Christians are never touched by the enemy. You ready? This is going to bother a lot of you. This, this will be some of you all's last service. You've hung on for a month. You tried to make this your home. It just isn't going to make it past today. Because your whole life is you think that it's a devil every time, and it's not the devil that's holding you back. Let me just tell you something. The devil is not omnipresent. He is not the Holy Spirit. 
Angels and demons are not omnipresent. They can only be one place at one time. That's why you have, that's why Jesus said it is to your advantage that I go away in John chapter 16. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I go away, the, if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. So now we have omnipresent God with us at all times. God used to be encapsulated in the temple. Jesus came encapsulated in his body. And that's why he said it is to your advantage that I go away. So now we have God with us 24-7 and we are his temple. Devil's not that way, folks. The devil has to, has to have strategery. If you're not winning souls, if you're not raising the dead, giving sight to the blind, turning your world upside down, if your struggle is, well, our marriage is just rough. That's just, and the devil's just all over. The devil's not all over your marriage. Are you a soul winner? He, let me, he, has, he has to put out his demons in proportion to your performance. He doesn't have time for the standard Christian Bible study attender who bowls because their mother spanked them. Life is so hard. I just don't know what I'm going to do. What's so hard? Name it. I want a list. Don't come to my Bible study. It's the worst thing you'll ever do in your life. I want a list. (laughs) It's not the devil around every corner. It's carnality that's holding you back. There's two enemies to your soul. It's your, it's your sinful nature. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires, but those who live in accordance to the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. Amen. The sinful mind is hostile toward God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. That's Romans chapter 8, 5 through 9. Most of the time, it's got nothing to do with the enemy. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm so emotional. You know, I'm bipolar and depressed. And Okay. Have you won thousands of souls? No. Okay, it's not the devil. It's you. It's you. No, it's, it can't be. It is. Most people's Lord, they need to say it out loud. Most Christians' Lord, they need to go ahead and proclaim it out loud. Is chemical synapsis in their brain. That's their Jesus. If you have, whatever your feelings are, that's what you follow. That's your Lord. That's an absolute fact. And until you decide to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, the devil has no, the devil has no part in you. The devil doesn't care what you do. You're destroying yourself. You're an emotion, if you're an emotional wreck, you've already destroyed yourself. It's not the devil. So ask yourself that question. Not because a lot of Christians, well, you know, I'm just a very spiritual person. You know, I woke up and the devil was over my bed and I woke up the next night and Jesus was over my bed and then the next night Gabriel was over my bed. And I'm like, you're sleeping with your girlfriend. <laughs> Who, why would anybody attack you? It's the same argument as the yahoos Again, they fall into the numb nuts category of the people who talk about Paul's thorn in his flesh. Well, you know, that was, in, that was sickness, illness. You know, if you look up the word infirmity that he used, it has to do with people problems. People bothering him. 
and upsetting him because everywhere he went, he was backdoored by his own church and by people in the synagogue that would go and preach circumcision after he preached grace. That's the thorn in his flesh. Please read the Bible. Don't believe a word I say. Read the Bible. Well, they'll go to, you know, this is, you know, I have, you know, whatever ailment that I have, you know, a galactic case of hemorrhoids, and I've had it for 30 years. Daggum devil, it's my thorn in the flesh. (laughs) It's my thorn in the flesh. I'm like, what? Okay, let's pretend for a moment that it is an actual infirmity. That was, you know, because, you know, Paul had an eye disease. That's not the Bible. I haven't read that anywhere. Who told you that? Nobody told you that. Well, somebody told you, but it's not the Bible that told you that. So let's pretend for a moment we'll, we'll play Calvinist and pretend that he actually had a physical infirmity. So Paul, because, and remember, Paul said that it keeps him humble, right? All right. Why would God need to send a thorn in your flesh to keep you humble? What would justify? See, and you're thinking, Tom, you're arrogant. Do you ask yourself these questions? I live these questions. People come to me at the door. Man, you're talking to me today. God talks to me about me first. These messages are for me too. Why would God need to buffet your soul? Paul's out there winning thousands upon thousands. My message and my preaching are not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. Snakes bite him, and he pulls them off and throws them in the fire. But yet you are equal with Paul. You are actually, but you choose not to be. But in performance, you're not, but you're claiming to be. That's the equivalent of Michael Jordan coming up and saying, man, yeah, I sprained my ankle. It's really costing me in my career. Oh, yeah, you know, I played that you know, playground basketball. I did the same thing. Me and you, we're, done, we're the same. <laughs> identical you ever had people do that yeah (laughs) you need to knock it off right so that's why I hesitate to preach about the devil but I'm going to finish for the next 20 minutes and preach about the devil let's look for his traits amen first Peter chapter 5 verse 8 because you'll see him in the devil you'll see him in people too Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he he may devour. John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief cometh not before to steal. Now here, the traits. First one was devour and roaring lion. Bombastic. Talks a lot. Is that you? Talking a lot, making sure you build yourself up when you walk into a room. I can't stand that, by the way. Please don't come up and introduce yourself to me with your credentials. You know what I want you to do is introduce, you, introduce yourself to me using your name. 
Otherwise, you have traits of the enemy, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. John 10.10, the thief, thief, cometh not before to steal, kill, destroy. I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. John chapter 8, 42 through 45. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? It's like, why couldn't the church understand conviction? Why couldn't the church understand the Holy Spirit when it comes to the situation that we're in now? They don't think this verse is for them. They're sitting in their COVID clumps right now. Oh, you know, the grace of God. I used to be this and I used to be that. And now I'm saved. And that's what they've been talking for 30 years. They have absolutely no discernment whatsoever. They've been enabled to stay extremely mediocre. And you never get, listen, you either get better or you get worse every day. You never stay the same. So the people that think they're staying the same are getting worse every day. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil. See, most people, if they actually ever read Jesus, they would never choose to follow Jesus. Their version of Jesus is not the version of Jesus that is the Bible because Jesus is the Bible. They would never. Jesus said, your father's the devil? That's not Christ-like. Yes, it is. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer, 60 million a year from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth. What is that? Stand. You think you're standing when you're closing? Uh, Tom, it's a disease. People are dying. You never closed before. Does not stand in the truth. It's easy to spout it. It's a much more difficult step to stand in it. That's why the cowardly will not receive the kingdom of God. They will not inherit heaven. Revelation chapter 21 verse 8. They will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because it correlates directly with Matthew chapter 10 verses 32 and 33. Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will also disown him before my Father in heaven. No, that doesn't fit in with Calvinism. No kidding. Because Calvinism is not the Bible. It's a convenient way to, get, to have a large offering. tell people what they want to hear well we got another family this week great you're leading them straight to hell you're just like you're just like the pharisees and sadducees who travel from land to sea to try to win a, one proselyte and when you do you make them twice as much a son of hell as you are you're not preaching the word you're not a pastor you're a false prophet and I'm talking about by omission or commission, by commission or obfuscation. Doesn't matter. Well, I want to leave that out because if I say that, that'll offend people. I don't leave anything out. I couldn't live with myself. Nothing gets left out, including the verses that bother me. There's verses in the Bible that confound me to my soul. I wish they weren't in there. 
But they are. And if I don't obey them, I'm going to hell. I've told you this a dozen times before. I wish I could rip fits of rage out of the Bible. Get out! Get out! It's not going to get out. I struggle with that. I wish it wasn't in there, but it's hell-bound sin. Well, you know, I'm Irish, and we have tempers. What are you talking about? Is that what you're going to tell God? A lot of people, you know what they're going to tell God on the day of judgment? Well, he did it too. That's okay, great. That's what I used to tell my kids when they used to fight all the time. Is that what you're going to tell God on the day of judgment? Does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in the devil, in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks out of his own resources. In the NIV it says, he speaks his own native language. For he is a liar and the father of it. Because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Acts 26, 18. To open their eyes and to turn them from, from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. Matthew six thirteen. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Key, verse, key word there. Lead us not into temptation. Let's look at this. Matthew chapter 4, 1 through 3. When Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. And when the tempter came... To him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. God does not tempt everybody. You're aware of that. So if you're ever tempted, it's of the devil. James chapter 1, verse 13. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anybody. Revelation uh, Revelation chapter 12, 9 through 11. Looking at the characteristics of the enemy. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. Oh, that can't happen, really? Anybody see the world right now? <laughs> whole world's deceived. <laughs> I shouldn't be allowed to go out. <laughs> I, I can barely stand it. I, I, I'm not going to tell the vet story because I told it last week, but everywhere I go, I honestly cannot bear it Amen. to look at all these people of all shapes, sizes, ages. Yeah, there's a lot of mask-wearing men that could beat the tar out of me. I get it. There's whatever. More of a man than me. They can beat me up. Whatever. I'm like, how can you be such a capitulating coward, an uneducated coward that you strap that stupid thing on your face? What, what kills me more than anything is that when you're all alone and there's not a person within 50 yards of you. Ooh. 
I just marvel at it. I just don't, I never thought that America would go that way. I knew the book of Revelation is going to take place. I get it. Thought it'd be a whole lot harder than what it is. You know, we got a virus out there. Everybody mark yourself. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now, now is come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of, of, of his Christ. For the accuser, there you go again, of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. When you are accused, understand, it's either devil or your carnality. What is the devil? The devil is the embodiment of carnality. Does everybody get that? What did the devil do? The devil said that I want to be like the most high. That's what our carnality does. Most Christians are governed by their carnality. You speak out of it. You act out of it. That is demonic. It does, it's not demonic in that it's a devil making you do it. You just share the same religion. So far we have these titles for the devil. Thief, tempter, murderer, an accuser of the brethren who does the following. Steals, kills, destroys, tempts, lies, and accuses. In our closing 10 minutes, I want to look at this. There are people who bear those traits. <laughs> You're supposed to hate the evil. Don't hate them. You probably, people probably think, man, you got a lot of hatred for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Don't at all. Honestly. I would, I would tell you, I don't struggle with hatred. I struggle with temper tantrums. What do you struggle with? Let's all have a kumbaya session. Come on up. I'll hand you the mic. We'll all go like a graduation, and everybody give me your one-word struggle. You know what yours is. I don't struggle with hatred at all. I honestly don't. I would tell you. Don't, I don't struggle with it in one bit, but people will bear the enemy's traits. It doesn't mean I'm going to hate them. Or I'm opposed to the human being themselves. I'm opposed to their evil. Because I spot the, the traits of the devil. Which again, your carnality and the devil share the same religion. And they are people who bear those traits. They are either of the devil, influenced by the devil, bearing the fruit of the devil, or they're just flat out carnal. Which again, is the same religion. You need to be able to spot these things. If you have a habitual liar talking to you, know that he is of the devil. Wear masks. Oh, wait, we've changed our minds. Don't wear masks. Oh, wait, do wear masks. Liars. You should go, alarm bells should go off. But they don't for the majority of Christians. Jesus said, as I read you a moment ago, out of John chapter 8, you are of your father, the devil. There are people that bear his traits. As a matter of fact, most of us in this room have an essence of the enemy in us, including me. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 25 and 26 
In humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Luke chapter 22, verse 3. Then Satan entered Judas. Do you need to worry about that? If you invite him in. He's invited in. The person may not say, hey, Satan, come on in and dwell on the inside of me. He was invited in a long time ago. You ever read your Bible? What Judas was like the whole time? Judas was like what I call a reality Christian. They'll backdoor the pastor preaching about faith. Jeff, what Jeff Tomas was talking about healing this morning. Well, you know, it's nice that Jeff said, you know, but we know, you know, God's not going to heal cancer. But we all need to live in reality here. That's Judas. The whole time. The whole time. Now, that's a little radical. You know, we need to use wisdom here. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to use wisdom. I believe the Bible, but I mean, don't take it too far. You got to use wisdom. Oh, really? You know what the trait of the devil is? That you don't stand in the word. Oh, here comes COVID. You know, you got to use wisdom, you know. I believe the Bible, but you got to, you know, you got to use wisdom. Well, that's a trait of the devil. Use wisdom's not in the Bible. It says God is wisdom, and the word of God is wisdom. It doesn't say use your wisdom to trump the word of God. Ever. It's a trait of the enemy to not stand in the word. Well, that's, yeah, but you know, we, you know, that's just crazy to be, I mean, to stand in that God's going to heal you or that God's going to keep that plague from drawing near thy dwelling. Uh, what are you talking about? I'm preaching the word and standing in it. You are speaking the word of Satan himself. You don't stand in it. You talk about it. You say you're a Christian. And then when it comes time to stand, you use wisdom instead. Well, yeah, but then I'll be called crazy like you, Tom. All right, I'd rather go to heaven. Thank you. Yeah. You coward. You're a coward. A lot of Christians cave because of what their grandpa will think. Good luck with that on the day of judgment, too. Well, grandpa told me. There's people that don't attend church anymore because their husband's afraid of COVID. All right, well, then let him sleep in his own room. Some of you hadn't caught on to it yet. I'll let that sink in. All right, no touch. I got the COVID on me. No touch now. We'll wait till COVID's over about three years from now. Good luck with that vow of celibacy. I'll bet she gets over his COVID in a hurry. I bet she gets over COVID fear in a hurry. I got the, I got the odds on betting favorite on that. Don't touch me, COVID. Some of the ladies are like, yeah, it's my out. No COVID. Not the COVID. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Mm. So three things. You got eight minutes to go. Everybody good? We're done. I promise you. I'm going to have Aaron close in a hurry too. Three things. People are taken captive by the enemy. 
Sometimes people's father is the devil, and the devil enters into people. Christians' response oftentimes, oh no, oh no, the devil. The devil takes people captive. He leads people. He enters people. That's not a problem. The devil is nothing to fear. You barely even need to acknowledge the devil ever except to pinpoint that's the problem. That's it. Barely need doing that. That's why I can't stand devil-based Christians. You barely even need to acknowledge him. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1 says this. And when he had called his 12 disciples, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Matthew 10, 8, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Luke chapter 10, verse 19, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Oh no, you Tom, you got to use wisdom though. If you enter into a room full of COVID, you might catch the 99.9% post-infection survivable virus. I'll risk that and stand in Luke 10, 19. Hey people, don't, don't come over. My husband's got a cold. All right, if you don't want me to come over, I won't, but I don't could care less about your husband's cold. I don't care if he's got a stomach virus. I don't care what he's got. You want me over? I'll come over. I don't care. People think I'm crazy. Don't touch me. I got the flu. Come on over here. Give me a kiss right on the lips. I don't care. <laughs> you can be, uh, go ahead. I don't care if you're a bearded man, just to prove the point. Kiss me on the lips. I don't care. I know it's two weeks in a row with the lip kissing. I get it. It's on purpose. Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority over all, all demons and to cure diseases. Why don't you just get radical and start doing, well, I've tried to pray and it didn't work. Do it again. That's what supplicating is. Do it again. Why would you ever give up? Christians try one thing one time, it doesn't work. It becomes their stated theology. When I don't pull out the word of God, I call it personal failure. I'm going to figure out a place to close here. Got a couple subjects here. <laughs> I have one that I want to get to, but I'm thinking it may be too far away. <laughs> You're like, how many? You know, see, I got all kinds. Of, I could preach for five hours, six hours. Aaron knows. Aaron knows. What will be the world's response to you? I'll close with this. Five, but we got five minutes, we're done. I'll close with this. What would, what's the world's response going to be to you? And I'm going to give it to you with balance. Because people, they're going to hate us. Not necessarily. Because you have to look at how they responded to Jesus. We're like, well, crud, Jesus ended up nailed to a cross. I get it. I get it, but Jesus also had throngs following him everywhere. Barefoot. 
Barefoot, running town to town in the dirt and the rocks. Town to town, right? So what will people's response be to you? And I'm going to use these, I want to use these verses. I'm going to show you the balance. Here's where I'm closing, right here. I'm going to use Matthew 5, 11, and 12, and then the book of Acts, chapter 2. Here's how people will respond to you. If you are preaching and living the gospel, Matthew 5, and here are the balance. Matthew 5, 11, and 12. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So people will be like, now what you can't do is focus on the good or the bad. A lot of Christians love the acceptance. Like at the sheriff's office, people knew I was a Christian. Nobody would cuss around me. And then when they all found out I was a pastor, they really wouldn't cuss around me. Oh, sorry, Tom. Sorry. I'm like, no, it's all good. I appreciate it. That's the good. Right? But there's also the bad. I've been dog cussed in this town. There are people that hate me in this town. Some of you will end up hating me probably. (laughs) A lot of people don't get what they want. They start hating. (laughs) A lot of Christians come in here. They want to bully their way around the church. Good luck with that here. I'm going to weird my way into leadership at Foundation Church. (laughs) Yeah, 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 good luck. (laughs) You won't even be here a week from now. Those are the ones who end up hating me the most. The uh, women hate me the most because I tell them to submit to their husbands. That's just the Bible. Don't ever let that get in the way of your marriage. So feel the balance. So you could be insulted, persecuted, lied about. Happened to me. It's happened to me a million times. A million times. But look at the balance. Closing with this. Worship team, make your way. Then they believe me. <laughs> Acts chapter 2, 37 through 47. I'll read it fast. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Now, what did they say? They came to Peter and they said, what had, what had happened right prior to that? Peter had just accosted them for putting Jesus on the cross. They realized what they had done and they said to them, they're showing favor to the apostles. The Jewish nation still doesn't like Jesus. You know that, right? Most Jews are not saved. They put up with us because we're a great tourism uh, uh, industry for them. Oh, we love the Christians. Yeah, we bring them billions of dollars as we go touring around looking at the, you know, the Dead Sea and all the other things, Temple Mount. Great. But they, most of them still don't like Jesus. But in this moment, they showed favor to the Christians. Brothers, what shall we do? That's a big deal for an adult to ask you. What should I do? I remember my father who died of cancer. He got his, he got his cancer diagnosis. And he looked me in the eye and said, Tom, what should I do? I said, you need to get saved right now. 
And that led him to the Lord. And then he was completely healed of cancer. Well, it didn't go, it didn't go good. It didn't go good. He was completely healed, gone out of his body. But he had all kinds of devils around him. You need to accept reality. And all of it came back. That's how important things are. They really are that important. The Bible is that important. But these showed great favor to them, asking them, brothers, what shall we do? He tells them to repent. With many words, he warned them, and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized. About 3,000 were added to their number in a day. It's not just about being insulted, and it's not just about the good things. It's both. This is the only balance there is. There is no other balance. It's not like, oh man, I'm really blessed because everybody hates me. That's probably you. If everybody hates you, it's you. Even even some people like me. I throttle people for a living. And I've got lots of friends. Aaron likes me and I'm not really easy on him either. I bit his head off right in the middle of the podcast. I'll run the podcast. Sorry about that, by the way. Me saying I'll run the podcast is like a passenger on a jetliner sitting in the last seat. I'll fly the plane. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't even know how to turn one thing on in there. I don't even know how to turn the lights on. It takes me 20 minutes. What? I have no idea. Well, 3,000 in a day. It's both. Finishing. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed before the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property, possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. It's the same as Luke chapter 6, verse 26. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. The balance is the word of God. You will be hated, but you will be admired. what the modern church does is compromise. Water down the word of God, put on a nightclub show, and try to keep people in the building. They don't risk the power of God. The power comes in the word of God. Don't you, you can look at me now. You sense it in this room, do you not? There's a power here. I'm not claiming to be the perfect pastor or the perfect church. I'm just telling you there's power in here. It's not because of me, it's because of this. It's seed that's planted in the ground. And you'll be hated, but you'll also raise the dead. You'll be hated, and you'll, but you'll also have the greatest relationships you have ever had. That's the balance of the Word of God. There you go, I'm done. Stand with me, everybody. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.